It flows, man. It does. So uh, whether the wedding is next year or next month, Bridal Fitness Coach can make sure you're looking and feeling fabulous. Nice. And now if they were to be a client of Bridal Fitness Coach, they provided a tailor-made fitness program that fits your goals, your time frame, and your budget. Mm-hmm. In addition, you can be trained at the private gym where Bridal Fitness Coach is, or they can come to you, to your home, even your office, and they can train you over the internet. Over the internet. Over the internet. Which, let's face it, is a scam, but hey, people yeah. enjoy it. What a world. Not only brides, the whole bridal party, she'll train them. She'll even train those fat grooms oh. that no one really cares about their arms. <laughs> she'll do that. And so here's what you do. How are you? Let me see your arms. You got good arms? I got. I don't have fat <laughs> arms, if that's what you're asking. You don't have fat arms. I could, I could huck a mean disc golf disc. <laughs> disc golf How often disc. do you play froth? Uh, three, four times a week. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's why you're not getting the MoMA. Yeah, no, you're yeah. out there frothing it up. Uh, I basically I do frolf. comedy and play disc golf, or I'm in my house. <laughs> that's all I do. <laughs> well, you know what? It's very inexpensive. You know who can help you with your disc golf game? Who's that? Bridal fitness coach. Yeah, how's that? Yeah, I don't know how, but I know what you would call them if you wanted a free consultation. Well, that sounds like a good price. Yeah, you. <laughs> You can get free. You can go to bridalfitnesscoach.com or you can call. And what's four, that number? Four one. Thank you. Four one five three one seven six eight two seven. Can you repeat that? I certainly can. Four one five three one seven six eight two seven. I wonder if if Chad is is following along with us. Bridal yeah. fitness coach. No, he's not. Make a commitment. Oh, <laughs> could you uh, spell the website for me? Nah, well, oh. I stopped doing that about a year ago. Okay. <laughs> All right, so that f- was fun. Now let's talk to you, our guest, Chad Me. Opitz. Oh, who are the people in your neighborhood? In your neighborhood, in your neighborhood. Say, who are the people in your neighborhood? The people that you meet each day. Oh, hi there, The first black muni driver. That's true. That's Chad Opitz. <laughs> okay, now. I think it's a different guy, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Where are you from, Chad? I'm from like a, I don't know. a little town. I know you already know, you <laughs> sick bastard. He's just checking off his bullet <laughs> yeah. points. He's like, I already know the street you were born on. Uh, Gig Harbor, Washington, a little town south of Tacoma, Washington, which is a little south of Seattle. Washington. That's right. How long did you live there? Through, I was like 20. Oh, so that was your home. That is. Yeah, that's where I grew up. I went to college in Ellensburg, which is a couple hours east. What school is in Ellensburg? Central Washington University. Isn't where they have that big ski uh, and uh, like a skiing triathlon in Ellensburg every year? No, that's like no, 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 no. There's like a, it's like a rodeo town. Oh, okay. Yeah, definitely no, not a lot of I snow there. Took a shot in the dark. Yeah. He would have been impressed if I knew that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so <laughs> you were just watching ski school before this. <laughs> you, en- I'm assuming you enjoyed the Washington. I do. What brought you to California, to San Francisco specifically? Uh, a lady. Oh, I, I should have known. Yeah. And she was going to um, UC Santa Cruz. So I was like, I'll leave she my... She was a banana slug. She was a banana slug. Uh-huh. And I was like, I'll leave my lucrative Petco grooming job and head on down to Santa Cruz. Is Petco, are they the ones who had the... Um, it's where the, the pets go. The, that is where the pets go. Did they have the dog puppet that's, on their commercials? That's PetSmart. Oh, PetSmart. Yeah, I thought that was Pets.com. Petco, oh, it was. Pets. Right, yeah, right, I used right. to love those commercials. But they went out of business during the whole... Peapod or Peapod. What Peapod. was the, the what was the van, van van go van dot com? Go Daddy? No. What? 
It would have been around 2001, 2002, I guess. 9-11. Okay. So anyway, you're working at Petco. You meet a girl. She brings uh-huh. you down here. Well, yeah. That's not or exactly you, oh, you how it goes. Whatever, down. yeah. Oh, so let me let me back up a little here. Mm-hmm. When you're in, going to high school in Ellensburg. N- I went to college in Ellensburg. How dare you? How yeah. dare you correct me on my show? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so when you were going to high school in Ellensburg. Uh-huh. No, in Gig Harbor, right? Yeah. Were you involved in the theatrical arts? Yeah, I did a lot of like plays and mm-hmm. choir and stuff like that. Yeah, which which kind of plays? Which plays did you do? I was in Fiddler on the Roof. Were you? Tevye. Were you Tevye? I was Tevye. Oh my! Did the whole? Do you remember everything there? Did you sing? Do you love me? Oh yeah. Golda. Yeah. Did you do any somersaults? I I did a cartwheel. All right. And it made the director mad. Cause he was like, "What?" You like? I got real nutty about some some. Th- remember that graveyard scene? Or yes, when he, I when hate has that, that scene. When he has that dream. Yeah. I got real bonkers Three with it. weeks. Yeah, I went that nuts thing. with it, and I told a, a buddy of mine to like, "We're gonna do like a little martial arts choreography." And he like, <laughs> I had him like doing throwing kicks at me, and then he booted me over the bed, and like I landed like really harsh. It almost cracked the bed in half, and uh, yeah, the director got mad at me. Wow. Because he's like, you are destroying the integrity of the play. And I was like, we're making it pretty awesome, I'd say. <laughs> you shouldn't have put high schoolers in it. Yeah, Man. if you want a good play. Now, yeah. did you do like the Zero Mostel Tevia or the Topal Tevia? So it was, yeah, Zero Mostel, yeah. Oh, really? The movie. Or, no, Topal was Topal, the, Topal was, was in the, the movie. movie. Zero yeah, Mostel movie, was yeah, the, yeah. the yes. Broadway version. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So did you do a voice? Oh, not was, really. No? No. Try with Mrs. Bunn. I don't want to try with Mrs. Bond. Okay. So you, she no, doesn't I, deserve that role. You know, I have right here this. Do you got the <laughs> Fiddler on the Roof soundtrack? I do. I have the Fiddler on the Roof soundtrack okay. on there. You want to sing along? No, I don't. No? <laughs> no. Okay. All right. So you're there. You're what we would call a drama buddy. Mm-hmm. When did you start with the funny, making the funnies? Not till after I moved to Santa Cruz. Like, I would do, like, a one-man band thing. Like, I went to college to do music. Uh-huh. Tell us about and, that. Tell um, us about your music career. So, so I went to college, uh, Central Washington University, to study, like, opera and stuff like that. And wow. uh, But I knew did it wasn't my, like... I've heard him sing opera. Really? Yeah. I didn't know he paid $80,000 for the skill. <laughs> I got Wagner. Ooh, damn. That's, that's real hard to say. Can you do it? No, dude. <laughs> How about Steve Perry? Can you sing Steve, Steve oh, Perry? Oh, I can do Steve Perry okay, for sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I keep interrupting you. It's okay. Um, no, it was, well, you know yeah, why I, I do just, that? Huh. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Steve, took a, yeah, that pause was a little long guy. for me to do that joke, but I went with yeah. it anyway because I'm a pro. Go you ahead. Are, dude. I'm you sorry. Are. It's okay. Uh, yeah, I just studied opera in college, and uh, God, now I've totally lost <laughs> my, my place <laughs> in my brain. Okay, so why did you fail at opera? Uh, I, I, Interesting question. That's a very good question. Oh, man. I just didn't want to do Were it anymore. Were you too light? No, I too. I was. Um, I knew it wasn't the universe that I wanted to be in. Like, oh. it was too, way too elitist. Really? And way too, uh, just way too much, like, backstabby stuff. Really? There's politics in opera? Yeah. Oh, my God. There's Actually, I get another thing yeah. about it. That's what opera is about, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And backstabby. so I was just like, this isn't, you know, where I want to be and, you know. Then I was just I had to tell jokes. You know what opera I've always wanted to see? What? The full J.G. Wentworth commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I, I paid I money to go see that. Everyone's like, he's going to do it. I have an annuity and I need cash now. It'd be pretty sweet. That would be sweet. Get on that. Maybe uh, Netflix. Uh... Like, I don't want to see Madam Butterfly. I want to see... 
I think you got J. something. J.J. Wentworth. Oh, my I God. Yes. CISO's going out of business, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, they died. Because uh, they might have been able to do something with that. You might have been able to hit it big with your J.G. I could have saved CISO with yeah. my J.G. Wentworth yeah. opera. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have a question on opera. There's mm-hmm. been some discussion in my family on whether or not Phantom of the Opera is an English-language opera. It is, isn't it? I'm asking. Yeah. You're the, you're the guy who would And know. it's not even an It's a musical. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is it, Would it be under musical or would it actually be opera? It would be musical. So it's a musical about opera? Yeah. Whoa. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> but they don't really have any lines in that play. There's no speaking. Oh. All the lines are sung. Doesn't that's that true, make it an true. opera? The throng is know. nodding. I think they're on my side. Yeah? So that's considered an opera? Well, you got the degree. Yeah, you're the one with the degree here. I was, Asking I this guy, I don't know. He can't keep a woman. I don't know what. The... <laughs> I've never heard it referred to as an opera. Well, that's right. Well, I think it is a musical. Was, but okay. I know what you're. I like what you're saying because, yeah, like, you you? generally like it's. Yeah, the, the fact that everything is exactly. sung yes. would indicate that it's an opera. Yeah. Because that's a defining characteristic. Yeah. I haven't even seen it, and I just assume because it's got opera in it. Yeah, but I would watch Oprah and be like, "Why aren't they singing?" You know, Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen it. I have. Yeah. Did you enjoy? Yeah, I like it. I I, really I highly about. recommend if you get it. Although you want to hear my story because that's really story. what it's about is yeah. to tell you my stories. Babette, my wife, she that's had never cool she had never seen it. Mm-hmm. The first time I had gone to see it, center B B row, Ooh. right there. It was at the Curran, mm-hmm. and that opening scene, they had the chandelier. It swung out over our heads that's and cool. then went up in the thing. Whoa, that's so cool. So at that point, I said, that needs to be seen from the front. Yeah. So I spent extra, got right up in front, but it wasn't at the Curran anymore. It was oh. at the What's on the One, where Sixth and Taylor meet. The last place time it was here, the place it was off a of market. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Whatever place that was. Yeah. We went in there. And the stage is about an extra four feet tall. Mm-hmm. My wife's five foot three. She couldn't even see the chandelier. And they didn't oh, swing man. it out over, so it like went up behind there. Like, she so you went and got little... extra tickets just to see a chandelier swing out? Well, it was a cool <laughs> effect. And you know the little the monkey thing that does yeah. his thing like that? She couldn't even see that because it was in the back part of the stage. Oh, so that's man. my little story that I, I was convinced that we had to be in the front row and it would have been better to be yeah. farther back. Hey, I want to just thank you for being just so agreeable and like, oh, that's really interesting. I, I enjoy that. You are a good actor. You are Thank good. you. Yeah. I'm glad you noticed. Okay, so we've <laughs> talked about your career in opera, and we've talked about your – we didn't talk about the guitar. You're in a band right now, are you not? No. I just oh. had a one-man band thing. He is I a would, band. Oh, he yeah, is, you are I would a band. Just, it was called Nervous Energy, uh-huh. and I've got a couple shows coming up, but it's on the wayside. I don't really focus no. on that right now. Are all your songs about Adele? No, no, none of them okay. are. Okay, that's um, just a newer like thing. I used to be really like, I don't want to incorporate music into my stand-up because it should be separated. And like, there's no point to that. It's just like as long as it works and I have fun yeah. doing it. Like, why not right, do whatever? Yeah. yeah, comedy can be anything. Yeah, it's my like, time. Use it how I please. Mm-hmm. That's right, and it's been effective. So don't worry about the audience whether they enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, just you, you do what you please there, Andrew. It's not for them to decide, you know. It's true. <laughs> it's not for them to decide if it's good or not. Yeah. That explains your just, skyrocketing career. They just take it in, you know. <laughs> Either they're smart or they're dumb. <laughs> if they laugh, they're smart. That's how These I see like, it. These are Joe it. Gorman style. I, I'm noticing <laughs> the quotes. throng hasn't laughed a whole lot. What do you think? What are you saying? I, I, they laughed at my J.G. Wentworth thing. That's so true. They, they came here for the grapes. <laughs> 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 
They're here for All the right. grapes now, and the juice. And I'm just giving everyone a hard time. I know everyone here is great and better people than I am. I understand. I'm just making a joke here. It's good we know where we stand. That's mm-hmm. right. Okay. So now you've <laughs> followed the girl, probably from a couple cars behind, so you don't yes, get, you know, she doesn't know she, you're tailing her. And you come down to Santa Cruz. You decide that you're going to start making jokes. Yeah. How did that happen? Because I couldn't, I wasn't getting booked anywhere. I was getting booked a lot in Seattle when I was living up there. For comedy? For music. Oh, okay. And okay, so I wasn't getting booked doing music in Santa Cruz. I was only going up like once a month, and I was like, I gotta, I gotta find something else to do because I, you know, need to perform more often than that. And so I was like, I got some dumb jokes written down. So I would just go to um, the Blue Lagoon on Thursday nights because that was the one place in town I knew did comedy. Uh-huh. And I would just watch, and then I eventually like worked up the courage, like asked the booker to like put me up. He's like, yeah, I'll put you up next week. I'll throw you up first. You do like three minutes or something. Uh-huh. How'd it go? And for the first, oh, terrible. Yeah. It was terrible. And then Never like, goes well. Yeah, it was real bad. And um, <laughs> then he he didn't know my name for probably two months. Like he would put me up and then he would like introduce me, look over and be like, your next comic is uh, Mumford and Sons. Mumford and Sons. <laughs> just to make up like a band name uh-huh. or something. Like Kings of Leon or something. And then like I had a joke he liked and he was like, What's your name? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so there's, there it is. That's where I started. And that, that was it. You were just like, this is what I'm going to do now. Well, I mean, it's not really. It was just one of those things where I was like, oh, this is – I want to try and get better at this. But it, I've been doing it a little over five years now, and I really only recently decided, like, oh, I, this is what I want to fully pursue. Because I always uh-huh. had a full-time job down there. I had a girlfriend. And, <laughs> Did she know, you know that? She didn't, no, because okay, okay. I was, like you said, a couple of car distances back, dude, right, just yeah. keep, you know, and uh, just, yeah, I didn't know, like, what it would be for in my life, you know, but, like, especially since moving up here, like, a little, like, a year and a half ago, I'm like, oh, this is, there's, there's something happening here, this is, like, I can be really, really, really good at this, there's something and it's hard to happening do. here, J.G. <laughs> <G>. Wentworth, <laughs> 877 Cash <laughs> You really need to do something with that. I kind of like it, yeah. Yeah. See if I can rent out the opera. Or at least the Shelton Theater. How many seats are in there? In the Shelton? Yeah. Not, I mean, 70, 80? Not a lot, right? man. In the Shelton? Dude, do you want to write a... It's a play, but it's also an opera, but all the singing is just the songs from the commercials, and we just have to build a story around people having an annuity and needing cash now. Oh, that's easy. Someone who has a structured settlement and they need cash. Yeah. That story is as old as the hills. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> look, he's got, I can see the wheels turning. They're turning. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Let's see. So where was I on this? Um, desperately trying to find something interesting. Oh, let's see. <laughs> Chad's in Santa Cruz. Chad's, no, he's yeah. back. He's in San Francisco now. How long did it take for you to move up here? Oh, about a forty-minute drive. Five years. I was down there about five years. Re- so you're recent in. In San Francisco, yeah, like, well, like a year and a half. Well, we knew who he was. He just didn't live in the city. How long have you been driving up here to do, to I do was, shows? For a couple of years, I was coming up like two, three times a week. Yeah, and it was harsh. And, then and now that I'm here, I'm like, I never go down there. Yeah, I go down That's to Santa happens. Cruz like once every couple months or something. How often do you leave when it's not work or shows? How often do you leave your neighborhood? Oh, that's pretty common. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Wh- where do you live? Not today. It was like 100 degrees. Yeah, so I'm that's like, true. I'm not going nowhere. It is very, very hot. So what, what neighborhood do you live in? Uh, Excelsior Portola area. Excelsior. Mm-hmm. Ah. It's, like, it's off Bayshore Boulevard. Oh, I'm aware. Mm-hmm. You know, our first bomb shelter was down on Geneva. 18. Don't tell my address. <laughs> <laughs> Beep that out. Beep that out. <laughs> this guy's going to stalk me. So. Yeah, but you don't know if it's the top floor or the bottom floor. It's the top floor. <laughs> 
He knows. Yeah, he already no. know. He already knew. <laughs> Why'd you do that? Because so it's weird. funny. I like That's to shake so it up. Weird. Shake it up, baby. You know, twist and shout. <laughs> Uh, okay, so you're down to the so Yeah, there's nothing. Well, there's the big park. Is it McLaren Park? Yeah, it's. I yeah. live like two blocks away from there. You, you ever hang out down there? Yeah. Is that where you buy? That's where I'd buy, dude. Yeah. That's where I sell, too. <laughs> not that I know anything about that. But, yeah, no, there, so there's the park is there, but there's not a whole uh, lot else down there, is there? Not really. I mean, you can walk. To, I work about a like, mile and a half away. Um, off Yeah, off Bayshore. Uh-huh. And, um, no, you're right. Like, uh, I, But you can walk down to, like, Mission. And, like, if you've got the time, you can walk down to, like, 24th and Mission. Yeah. I love that area of town. Yeah. I'm there's, I guess there's stuff there. I but I kind of like thinking. that it's, like, it's not really in the thick of things. Like, it's, like, close enough. But, yeah. like, you know, I don't feel, like, overwhelmed when I'm leaving the house and stuff. I like that. I guess so. And it's got a great view, too. Well, of the uh, new Salesforce oh. Tower. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you can see that from everywhere. It's like I the know, new Sutro crazy. Tower. They, you can tell that they very specifically thought of that like, yeah because yeah there's areas where you're at and you're like that's all you can see yeah yeah like, we were uh, coming north on 280 came around the hill at vernal heights mm -hmm. and boom all and you saw it. was the tower yeah and you don't realize it's that tall when you're up closer when you're in the city because you're looking up through the skyline yeah. like oh yeah it's taller but not that much but then yeah, yeah it's gigantic mm -hmm. yeah you're talking about sutro there. tower no we're talking about the salesforce tower the new tallest oh building. yeah yes. it just Parts of the skyline that never, like, yeah, yeah I'll be mm -hmm. out in, like, the Presidio. And it's just like, well, we can choose to ignore Salesforce Tower, too. Do you not like it? Do you not like the Salesforce people? You know, it doesn't need to exist. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like at this point, if you're going into a city and intentionally building the biggest building, like, I don't know, it says more about you than it does about... Yeah. But Salesforce doesn't own the tower. That's the developer did that, and they're paying for the, the, the name. Yeah. But they're really? taking... Yeah. What the hell? It used to be the Transamerica building was the tallest, and now That's they're right. taken away from the trans people. That's, That's true. true. <laughs> yeah. That's one of my favorite sites coming out of the punchline, dude, seeing that. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's so cool looking. Yeah. So what you're saying is you want a sitcom. Is that what I understand? No. No? Oh, okay. <laughs> Man, what, what are we your... did go off on this tangent. Oh, <laughs> Lord. What are your goals? Where, um, do you seem... Where do you see yourself in five years, besides three years sober? Three years sober? Ooh, Wow. Making predictions, That's dude. Right. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'd like to de I'd like to try out more. I like doing voiceover stuff a lot. I've done a, really? a little bit of that, and I really enjoy it. You want to be a performer, an entertainer? Event? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, of course. That's what. Don't you, Andrew? To be a performer? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd never. I don't want to stop doing stand up. Um, there's definitely things creatively that sound fun to do. I think directing would be fun. I oh, think. boy, here we go. I really want to direct. All right, go ahead, Andrew. Tell us about what you want to do. <laughs> I want to direct a... I think you're the, you're the villain on your own show, SK. I, I mean, my <laughs> since as long as I can remember, it's just been my dream to direct a, an opera musical about J.G. J.G. Wentworth. It's your are. money. Use it when you need it. There we go. Finally. <laughs> so many people have been clamoring for this since those commercials, man. I got the rights. Yes. <laughs> They got the left. J.G. Wentworth. Uh, would you star in his J.G. Wentworth Of course. Opera? Actually. I don't think anyone else could. I, I think. <laughs> now, would he play J.G. Wentworth? Or no, J.G. Wentworth isn't a singer. Wouldn't I be the one getting yeah. the, like, uh, an equity loan or whatever the hell it is? He will, he'll have some sort of annuity and he'll need cash yeah. Yeah. I need my cash so now. So this is J.G. There's, there, there's got to be a, a thing like that where it's. Well, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is really Charlie about Charlie, mm -hmm. and Willy Wonka is this character. 
that's what it is. JG yeah, Wentworth for sure is the is the the motivation yeah. behind the main character. Not that's right. I like that's this. right. Just, just a like, really boring. Like an over, like a, but like an overwhelming presence. Within. Exactly. Like Beetlejuice. Or Emmanuel Goldstein in 1984. It's not about yeah. him, but he's the yes. He's the motivator. See? It's just this financial office. That's the equivalent of Willy Wonka's char- <laughs> yeah. Chocolate Factory, mixed yeah. with the Ministry of, of Information. So they're like chaos. It's yeah. just like we don't need to put stamps on anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, you guys. Let me know. I'll. Well, we'll come out of retirement and we'll press it for you. All right. Good. That sounds good. Uh, okay. What else do you want to tell me? <laughs> I don't I feel know. Like we, I feel like we haven't haven't delved into that which is Chad Opitz. Oh, man. Has That's he okay. told yeah. you <laughs> lately that he loves you? <laughs> so the songs you write, are yes. they – this is sincerity now. The ones in, for stand-up? No, no. Do you – I don't know how to – okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> In no way, this is this is a sincere question. This is like a person going to a blind guy mm-hmm. with no prejudice and saying, hey, how do you do such and such being blind? So that's how I'm asking you. This is with sincerity okay. and genuineness. Yeah. Do you write songs that aren't comical or novelty in nature? Yeah, I've done some. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is Generally, that... uh, the things just tend to go that direction with me. Yeah. I tend to get goofy. Now like But I have written songs that are serious. Randy Newman style goofy or weird no, Al goofy? Like more like nuttier than that for yeah. sure. I love Randy Newman. Yeah. I'm seeing him he's gonna be at Hardly Strictly. Oh is he? Year. And I'm going but I already bought a ticket to see him in Napa. Me too. Oh. Are you going? You're going to see him in Napa? Dude. I'm like third row. Are you? I'm like I'm in the Oh the stage the is back. too high. You're not gonna see the monkey. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's not gonna be a chandelier swinging yeah. over our heads. It's gonna suck. Shit. This concert oh is God. ruined. <laughs> Dude, I love Randy Newman. Yeah. Okay, so the music is something, but you would continue to incorporate it um, into the act. Yeah, I mean, I I used to be really like, oh, I can't put them together. Yeah. But like, it's not like I'm busting out like an instrument or anything. I just do vocals. Right. Uh, and it's been really fun. I like having a variety of stuff in my set. Have you ever thought of you know? And again, I'm not. Well, he uh, brought he brought up J. G. Wentworth. I have a bit about Robocopra. Tell me, or do you, can you not let it out? No, it's fine. It's just one Eisner of those things. I had, I've had, I've had people come up to me after the the show shows and be like, "You gotta, you gotta make Robocopra, dude." Like, and I've had like Jesse Hetz talk to me about it. And it's a good bit. John Gallagher. It's a solid idea. Are like, dude, you gotta make a longer. Can Can you tell us thing. about it, or do you want to keep it under the? No, it's fine. It's like I just have a bit where. I talk. I open up by talking about Golden Gate Fields, actually, and like the Dollar Days thing, and like how I like that juxtaposition of like highbrow and lowbrow culture, uh-huh. like kind of coming together, scaring each other. Yeah, I love yeah. that, and like I want to see. Like I was like, so I'd love to go to the opera and see like, and then I do a piece of from Robocopra, and um, yeah, it's fun, and I, I think it, man. If, but if I did want to do it, I definitely want to do it right. Like I had some guy. Say he wanted would be willing to make like a music video or something for it. Yeah, but I don't know. We'll see if it ever like comes out. But you know, it, I wouldn't like want a it to be trailer of some sort. Yeah, so uh, that'd be oh man, that'd be really cool to that do. That would be very cool. Yeah. Well, I'll continue now that I've got your phone number. By the way, you called me, so I'm just gonna be constantly texting. There we you. Go. When are you gonna do it? When are you gonna do it? <laughs> When's RoboCopper coming out? Now I know you've got a show to do tonight. We're closer yeah. to the window. We're very close to seven o'clock. So I would like to because th- we had a second half. If we had had time, oh. um, I've been threatening to do a show because actually this the, the podcast 
is actually supposed to have interesting stuff about <laughs> San Francisco. I've I'm been threatening to do a show. Like, what? No, okay. no, so oftentimes we'll be talking about different history or, or different aspects of San Francisco. And I thought we would do islands mm. of San Francisco, um, which we're not going to really have time uh, for that. But the reason why that popped into my head, I've been saying, hey, we should do one about the islands, about the islands. And not long ago, you got to spend the night at East Brother Island. I did. Uh, I know the caretakers. The, yeah, how, so some because they're new, right? Because there they're was, new. I remember last year, maybe six nine months ago, there was a job opening, and they yeah. said one has to be a chef and one has to be a captain. Yep. Wow. And it's a couple. I know. I used to work with uh, the woman. <laughs> That's specific. Can you imagine that? Like we're both Isn't unemployed. It? I'm a chef. He's a captain. It's true. That's exactly what it was. They were living in. They were living in. Uh, they were down in New Zealand for like a trip for like months. And he's a he's a boat captain, right? And she's a a cook, and yeah. she w- used to run a uh, like a bed and breakfast in like Port Towns in Washington. So like it's just these weird skills that all like perfect for this like bizarre caretaker job. But it's beautiful. It's so nice out there. Yeah, it's really really cool. And so, like they just let me have they could they have their own separate quarters off from the main house and like yeah. lighthouse. And they're like, well, you have the house for the night. So I was just all alone in that big, huge house. Were you there for a gig, or did you just? No, no, I just know, I know you them. You just stayed on it. Right. And they hit me up and were like, well, we have a like Monday through Wednesday free because they like, Thursday through Sunday they have people that come out. And oh, spend it's only the, Thursday spend the through night, Sunday. Just Thursday through Sunday, and then oh. they have Monday through Wednesday off. And they're like, but if you contact us on one of those days, you can just spend the night there. And I had it was like the night before. Fourth of July, because I knew I wouldn't have to go to work that yeah. day. So I was like, "Can I come over on Monday?" Like, and he yeah. comes and picks you up in the boat. Picked and me takes up in a boat. There? They even picked me up. They picked me up at the Bart station out there, and then they drove me to the uh, to the. Did marina. you have to go out to the to the East Bay, or did they pick you up yeah. here in San Francisco? No, I went to um, Richmond. Oh, okay. And then yeah. they they drove to the really like like couple mile really rocky like uh, drive to this marina, and then they were telling me all these things. There was like, "There's this guy that." They call the clown man that lives here at the marina, and he's—I really wanted to see the clown man. Like he no, just sits didn't. in his boathouse. <laughs> he sits in his boathouse dressed like a clown. I was like, that sounds so awesomely nightmarish. But uh, I, didn't, I didn't see him. Oh, he missed uh, the clown man. Yeah. Uh oh, that might be this. Ooh. Ah, it's see. like, is he waving because he's a clown, or just because he's on a boat? <laughs> <laughs> but it was so cool. It was such a cool experience. So you can you go back anytime you want, and would you? I mean, I for sure will hit him up. I don't want to like over. Right. You know, I don't want to do it like every month. Yeah. But uh, yeah, f- probably in a couple months I'll be like, there you are. I want to come back out there. It's well, so peaceful. Get him to to tell you the history. Mm-hmm. You know all the little inside stories he's probably learned. I know there was a couple caretakers were there like twenty plus years. Uh huh. And like one around the turn of the century and one yeah. in the nineteen twenties or thirties. They or something they like did that. tell me about a lot of that yeah. stuff. They have like they had like a board up that had all the names of the right. caretakers and like. How long they done it? Yeah, and they're on a two-year contract there. Now, do you know how how much it is to stay there? It's a lot. It's like um, I think it's like four hundred dollars. Oh, your way's better. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Yeah, (laughs) but it is really. I mean, honestly, if it's a special occasion thing, it's worth it. Like they they make you a meal and like uh, they give you like free wine if you want it. And then uh, you get breakfast. They make you breakfast. Yeah, it's super. It's super cool. But you're also not alone. Like there's like I think there's four rooms in the house. Uh So there's four like couples that are gonna you know. Right. So you kind of that's part of it's kind of bizarre to me that you have to like you have to interact with these other couples and stuff. So it seems like what if you don't get along with them and like have a crappy night? How many restrooms are there? There's only two. 
Oh, yeah, I, mean, I probably want to get my body regulated before I consider this. Oh, th- that was another aspect. Like, they didn't like you. They didn't – you can't take showers. You can't take showers. Yeah, because it's like they w- there's no water. Like, I thought they it's had, all... like, a 50,000-gallon cistern they keep yeah, on Yeah, but it's own. like, you know, they, it's captured by, like, rainfall and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So, like, it's it's very limited. Oh, but you can take baths. Huh? No, no, no. no. <laughs> so you cannot wash. You can't take a shower. But you could. They have a bath. You could take a bath. What? Okay. Uh, no, this you, is can, hard. you, you can, understand what I'm trying to ask, yeah, right? Yeah. You can clean yourself with water. Um, they w- they prefer you not to. Wow. If you're on the island, because you're only there one night. I, I know. So they, I'm paying 400 bucks. <laughs> I should be able to take a shower. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, we're walking around second night. We're like, we're ready to go home. That the, the, yeah, the part that was like, kind of boggled my mind. She's like, and also try not to like take a dump. You know, I was like, what? <laughs> like, I can't. Like, that's not. I have no control over this. Do you situation. think if I had that power, I would not utilize yeah. it all the time? So I was like all nervous when I did, and like it took. A, I, like, I was like, can they hear me flushing or something? Like, <laughs> don't use the water. So there's people going on romantic yeah getaways yeah, overnights yeah. to yeah. a all lighthouse up island and unwashed, <laughs> and they're like, well, I don't see any reason why neither one of you would need to bathe yourself. Exactly. Any point on this yeah, trip. yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. Like, well, we there goes the romance. Stinky, yeah. yeah. Okay. Super funny. Well, maybe we can get them to come on. Maybe. maybe really? Oh, I don't know. I'll, cool. I'll, I'll throw it out there for them. Well, well, let me ask you this. Did you have any fun at all? I mean, I we're, we'll, we'll accept like just a little tonight, bit. Today? Yeah, yeah, tonight? Yeah, yeah, tonight. Yeah, yeah, we get fun. Th- yeah. Would you like to come back another time? Sure. We'll get some more more information out of you. Let's see if we can get you in. There's the people that you meet each day. Thank you, Chad. Thank you so much. Bye. <laughs> um, that stealth cat sounds fun. Yeah, well, I'll let you guys know because I think we're we're recording next week, and if you guys wanted to come, maybe do a voice. Maybe just, it's going to be more of a party. We'll have a, uh, you know, I know there's some people who just want to come here and listen to us do it. So, mm-hmm. but uh, I'll let you guys know. I'll let okay. the throng know as well. Although the throng, I feel. Uh, no, you have no you interest guys are from anymore. <laughs> He's like, this isn't the best of. Doing anything? This is no fun. They're conditioned, uh, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. Everything. They got juice. They got grapes, cookies. That's right. Cheez-its. We knew it wouldn't be entertaining. That's why we filled you up on fruit. Are you allowed to open the grape Arizona? Yeah, that's for you. Yeah. Well, it seems so sacred. That's oh, true. Do it. Uh, oh, he shine. listens. He listens. He knows grape the show. Aid. Yeah, Grape Arizona. I've been trying to get them to sponsor the show for <laughs> Grape Aid. Yeah, grape Arizona. Oh, nice. Yeah, I love them. Yeah, but no, but very funny, and I know I've been jacking with you all night, and you know, uh, it's, hard too, time. it's too hot the for these jokes. <laughs> but uh, no, ch- very funny. Uh, I really enjoyed seeing you the other night live. Um, Thank you. That was a good show. You're a good you audience inc- member. I'm dude. a fantastic audience member. You really are. But uh, love the way you incorporated, like you were saying before. It's it's not just up there, you know, mm-hmm. telling jokes. It's a, it's a whole thing. So I encourage people to go see you, and um, especially at the old folks' home. Yeah, That'll Walnut Creek. <laughs> and we're, we're pulling for you. You'll keep us up to date uh, on how you're doing on that? Yeah, and I on, think on the, the comedy competition. The competi- if you follow that page, the San Francisco Comedy Competition I page. I don't want to put out energy. Well, okay. Well, I just want you to tell me. <laughs> All right, I'll okay. do that. I'll just right, let I you I guess know. I'll follow. I'll send you personal texts. I left my heart San Francisco. All right, let's start off by thanking the throng for sitting through the whole thing. Thank you guys for being in here. I'm sorry I lied to you. And also the throng that's listening, we want to thank you guys. And the key is remember to share. 
find an episode you like and then have them listen to that, and then that might trick them into listening to more. Also, please remember the Amazon button. That little trickle helps us out. Also, remember Patreon. And our guest, Chad Opitz, who uh, we thank. We're going to give him applause for being with us tonight. He was great. Do you want to plug stuff you got coming up? Yeah, just chatopitz.com. Twitter, Instagram, at ChatOpitz. Do you have your dates coming up on there? Yeah. Okay. They're all up on the so website. So they can look at that. ChatOpitz.com. Andrew, what you got going on in the different places? Well, uh, every Tuesday at the Milk Bar on Haight Street in San Francisco. It's an 8 o'clock show. Uh, the last Monday of every month at the Right Spot on 17th and Folsom in the Mission, also in San Francisco. And then every Friday at Piano Fight at 144 Taylor Street. Thank you very much. Oh, and let's also hope that Pete gets well soon. He had some minor surgery, and we're looking forward to seeing him back. But, Andrew, thank you very much for coming. And you should all be ashamed of yourselves. San Francisco, your golden sun will shine for me. Thank you. If you don't mind, I'd like to do it again. What we have here is failure to communicate. You are destroying the integrity of the play. I was like, we're making it pretty awesome, I'd say. Really, I have little interest in you. You're the villain on your own show, SK. I could huck a mean disc, golf disc. Uh, look at me. Of course I've got health problems. How did you find that out, you psycho? Women and arms are huge yeah. mortal enemies. Smell colorful memories. That little trickle helps us out. I just want to be friends with ice cream. What are you talking about? She's in her brain. She's swimming through an ocean of sprinkles. Well, growing up, ice cream was my only friend. He's swimming in an ocean of sprinkles right now. There's nothing for millennials to do in New York. It's just a wasteland. And I want to create something where people can swim in an ocean of sprinkles. I really wanted to see the clown man. These are my many songs. <laughs> Shake it up, baby. You know, twist and shout. Alcoa can't wait. I have an annuity and I need cash now. Now I'll punch you in the face. Has he told you lately that he loves you? <laughs> Ooh, I do like Slim Whitman. There's something happening here. The Cadillac of cars. What would they say if we're together? just as fast as we can. Someone pat him on the head. That was very nice. Get well soon, Pete. Save me. Yeah, this whole thing sounds so stupid. We knew it wouldn't be entertaining. That's why we filled you up on fruit. Bye. I said good day, sir. Counteroffer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counteroffer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. 
Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's Ignition sequence starts. Six, five. It's 12 o'clock. It's time for the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. My co-host, Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, is having technical difficulties and is not here yet. That's okay. The stream is back up. That's very exciting. Things are working. There's magic in the air. Thank you, Richard Kiss, for being amazing. And I don't know what you did or how you did it, but you sure did. And it worked out here at Mutiny Radio. So, everything's going to be okay, as they say. If you're listening to the AltaCast, it's the loosely-based socialist news program going through current events and the whatnot, sometimes making up songs. That's It's been a while since we've done a Hot Dirty P and the Sheriff, sadly. Um, yeah, anybody else having a hard time with the heat? it's so hot it's actually it's not that bad it's nice for it to be summertime for one of the first times in a long time here in san francisco i like it i don't have a problem with it it's like uh getting too close to the sun everyone's scared oh it's so i can't it's fine we're all people are short-tempered on the road things are difficult things seem to be breaking i'm wondering if mercury's in retrograde or if some weird shit is going on communication breakdowns all over the place is it due to the heat? Who knows? Uh, do humans blame all kinds of dumb shit on whatever they want to blame it on? Hell yeah! Uh, it's been a scary week. It always is, every time. This week was specifically scary only because the stream was down and nobody let me know about it for a while. And I was like, like really? 13 shows had shows and none of you checked the stream? <sighs> My disappointment in people is I mean I don't know I just I wish people wrote things down or remembered things or took responsibility for stuff but it's okay I live in San Francisco you don't have to grow up here I saw a sign that said that and I enjoyed that because it's like you don't have to grow up here meaning you can come here and people are still nice well not anymore but then you don't have to grow up meaning you can Peter Pan yourself forever um Let's do the old trick Trump is, and we'll see what comes up. They've got to be, the the internet knows who I am, because it's saying Trump is, and then we've got an idiot, a moron, awesome, stupid, is a racist. Wow. I mean, is that, that's the gestalt right now, I guess, the general feeling of all people about what's happening with our world. This is fun. Here are 13 examples of 45 being racist. This was updated. This is even, this is old. This is so old. And it still is um, funny and poignant today. He claims to have a great relationship with blacks, which is totally something a normal person would say. (laughs) Uh, 
45 may have failed to disavow the Ku Klux Klan in late February 2016, but it'll have you know he's not a racist. In fact, he claims to be the least racist person you've ever met. And last summer, he pulled out the old standby about not having a racist bone in his body. But he hasn't given us a lot of reason to believe that. In fact, despite, despite Trump's protest to the contrary, he has a long history of saying and doing racist things. It's not really surprising that he won the support and praise of the country's white supremacists. Here's a running list of some of the most glaringly racist things associated with 45. We'll be adding to it soon. Uh, he attacked Muslim Gold Star parents. Trump's retaliation against the parents of a Muslim U.S. Army officer who died while serving the Iraq War was a clear low point in a campaign full of hateful rhetoric. Kazir Khan, the father of late Army Captain Human Khan, spoke out against Trump's bigoted rhetoric and disregard for civil liberties at the Democratic National Convention. It quickly became the most memorable moment of the convention. Let me ask you, have you ever read the U.S. Constitution? Khan asked Trump before pulling a copy of the document from his jacket pocket, holding it up. I will gladly lend you my copy. Khan's wife, Ghazal Khan, who wears a Muslim headscarf, a hijab, stood at his side during the speech but did not speak. In response to the devastating speech, Trump seized on Ghazal Khan's silence to insinuate that she was forbidden from speaking due to the country couple's Islamic faith. If you look at his wife, she was just standing there. She had nothing to say. She probably maybe wasn't allowed to have anything to say, you tell me, Trump said in an interview with ABC News. That's so funny because he has third Wi-Fi's down. Speaking of not speaking, Melania, say something, sweetheart. Show us on the doll where he touched you. Are you okay? Blink twice if you're okay. It's hard with all that Botox, I'm sure. She's just so pretty when she frowns. Gazala Khan explained in an op-ed in Washington Post that she could not speak because of the grief of her son. Walking onto the convention stage with a huge picture of my son behind me, I could hardly control myself what mother could. She wrote, Donald Trump has children whom he loves. Does he really need to wonder why I did not speak? He claimed a judge was biased because he's a Mexican. Uh, this is all old, too. In May, Trump implied that Gazan... Gonzalo Curiel, the federal judge presiding over a class action against a for-profit Trump University, could not fairly hear the case because of his Mexican heritage. He's a Mexican, Trump told CNN of Curiel. We're building a wall between here and Mexico. The answer is, is he giving us very unfair rulings, rulings that people can't even believe. He's such a jerk. Curiel, it should be noted, is an American citizen who was born in Indiana and as a prosecutor in the late 1990s went after Mexican drug cartels, making him a target for assassination by a Tijuana drug lord. Even Trump's own party slammed the racist remarks. Claiming a person can't do their job because of their race was sort of like the textbook definition of a racist comment, <laughs> House Speaker Paul Ryan said in reaction to his comments, although he clarified that he still endorses the nominee. Oof. The comments against Curiel didn't sit well with the American public either. According to a YouGov poll released in June, 51% of those surveyed agreed that Trump's comments were not only wrong but also racist. 57% of Americans think Trump was wrong to complain against the judge. Well, 20% still think he was right to do so. When asked whether he would trust a Muslim judge in light of his proposed restriction on Muslim immigration, Trump suggested that such a judge might not be fair to him either. Wow. 
Wow. Well, here's the thing. Presiding over a class action suit for the for-profit Trump University, the non-university, the completely not accredited university that just stole people's money. No? Does anybody remember that? That he just, they would have, oh, go go to this, spend $1,000 and go to this seminar. Well, then you have to buy these books and go to this next seminar grouping. And the curriculum, the curriculum was taught by people that were selling timeshares. Buy in, buy more, buy more education. And you aren't getting any education. Of course there was a class action suit against him. Of course. It has nothing to do with anybody being Mexican. God, why does he hate Mexicans so much? It just doesn't make any sense to me. I love Mexico. Has he ever been to Mexico? It's the best. People are so nice. Speaking of so nice, here at Mutiny Radio, we have the art of Amanda Rocks up right now, and it is amazing. It's these bunny men and squirrels and, like, dead unicorns and lighting I mean it's great there's like an actual gas lighting picture where the bunny is throwing gas on a karaoke van that has a a, the head of a unicorn on a microphone it's and then it's just great it's so good one of them says hope and there's a dead bunny uh in the ground it's feelings there's a it's anyways it's really great come by and look at it here more racist things the Justice Department sued his country, his company twice for not renting to black people. When Trump was serving as president of his family's real estate company, the Trump Management Corporation, in 1973, the Justice Department sued the company for alleged racial discrimination against black people looking to rent apartments in Brooklyn's Queens and Staten Island. The lawsuit charged that the company quoted different rental terms and conditions to black rental candidates than it did to white rental candidates. And that the country lied, or the company lied. I keep using the words country and company and switching them, and it's sort of funny because he sort of is the CEO of the country right now, and it's as a company, as a country, he's making it racist, and it's fucked up. Uh, and the company lied to black applicants about apartments not being available. Trump called those accusations absolutely ridiculous and sued the Justice Department for $100 million in damages and defamation. Hey! Oh, you look great, even though you, you have a sad face on your face. I was just going through an old article about um, 13 examples of Donald Trump being racist, and uh, just brought it back to 1973 when the Justice Department sued him, his company for the housing. Yeah, um, yeah. Without admitting, without he said it was absolutely ridiculous. Without admitting wrongdoing, the Trump Management Corporation settled the original lawsuit two years later, and promised not to discriminate against black people. Puerto Ricans or other minorities. Trump also agreed to send weekly vacancy lists for his 1,500 apartments to the New York Urban League, a civil rights group, and allowed the NYUL to present qualified applicants for vacancies in certain Trump properties. Just three years after that, the Justice Department sued the Trump Management Corporation again for allegedly discriminating against black applicants by telling them apartments weren't available. Yeah, so he has not liked colored people since. Yeah, he's, um, I think he might be one of the people that still uses the term colored people. (laughs) That might be the thing that might be happening. 
You yeah. know, what's funny is um, I just got out of my lift and the guy was asking me, so where are you off to? I'm t- talking to him about the podcast. Yeah. And I tell him what we talk about. And he's like, oh, you know, I don't pay attention to politics. I'm like, brother, you should. He's like, yeah, you know, there's been some people that came into my lift that said 45 is like the greatest president. What? And I'm like, I, I, and I missed my moment to say, well, those people are racist. But I was so frustrated about something else personally going on uh. in my life. Um, that was just it was like i'm like wait a minute did he say that he has people that say oh lordy i people with money have a tendency to be more racist i think just white people well and i i I, again i think it has to do with i think it has to do with class and i think that there are a lot of poor a lot of poor white people there too that that, still are racist but the thing is here's the, the stupid thing about and i'm talking to the poor white folks out there now you're voting your hatred so much that you'd rather be in the poorhouse. Right. You like you're voting against your own interests. Right. Like your hate is so like you but really why think. Why hate? What? Why do people get so angry? Why would you hate that much to be broke? <laughs> right. I mean, it's it doesn't make sense to it me. I'm like, sense. you would rather suffer because you have this much hate in your heart for but we're all americans it's like how do we how do we find a common ground like i get it i get it people i I think a lot of the bible belt and a lot they have some serious hate in their heart for me abortion for the for me the lady who's like a feminist and they're like oh feminism that's gross like what's wrong with you and they think abortion is dirty and wrong and i'm like no it's not but so it when can we all agree like well we're all americans or we all we all believe in this constitution thing or we're all human or we're all like I, I just I, feel like I, when's it gonna stop i don't i don't know and that's the sad thing and the thing is you have so many you know platforms now that will give you that that have like you know that don't tell you the news hate (laughs) yeah exactly like you you're absolutely right you have people out there still that you know the internet is a very fun fascinating thing where people will find things on youtube and other websites and the incels they're gross yeah gross like i didn't know what an incel was until like until a couple years ago yeah, and, I didn't know that they existed. I didn't know they And it's something that started, I think. Dudes. Yeah. But you remember we read up about that? Yes. Yeah. How it originally started. And it was completely the opposite of what an incel is in today's terminology. Sure. And now it's. Um, and now it's trolls and haters. Yeah. That hate women and bigots. And right. it, it's, it's yeah. But it's, it's a thing that's been popularized by like certain platforms online yeah and this is where people get their news too not knowing that it is fake news but also well, that's the thing what's real and what's not and so many people are living in simulations and simulacrums when you have people that are sort of you can live a life in call of duty you can live a life in second life you can live a life in some of these online in Fortnite. you can live a life in the sims you can there are all of these digital platforms that are creating alternate realities that people are investing in time wise and material wise and just humanity wise but that's not real or is it real is it real are those people are interacting people are communicating there are things there are simulations that you're looking at on a digital screen or in your vr is it real is it not i mean 
it's not philosophically. Real. I mean, it's not real. It's just like the fact of the matter of like, you know, going old school, like what our parents would tell us, don't believe everything you see on t- TV. Right. It's the same thing. Internet is just, it's TV. Well, it's a screen. It's but, a screen. But what if our eyes are screens? What if, it, I mean, can... Our eyes are screens. Could we truly be in... Like, how do we know that this reality that we're in right now is real? Because right now, you and I are real in this room. But people could be listening to this later, and they're listening to us, and it's real. But it's not real, because it's a copy of the real. But it's still like they're there, and this moment was real. But when they're listening to it, they're in another moment. And that's real, too. I see. I, I think that's the problem. We're, we're we're over analyzing everything See, the, but and i think and i think the fact that matters what you know like for example you know 45 will say something and you'll you'll hear them say it and it'll be recorded it'll and be it'll up. be tweeted it'll be twi- it'll twitter out yeah and is that real it's what he said it's does it have said. any weight to it does it but have policy but how then, does it shape things but then he'll go back and say oh i didn't say that but it's like actually you did we well, have we proof have a of document it. of it yeah so that makes it a lie right y- yeah exactly that's what it, that's exactly what i'm trying to say with how we're over analyzing things like if you see if, if you see it coming out of their mouth you know, as long as it's not doctored, of course, because right. that's mean, another thing that's going What about the on. lizard people? What about the Anunnaki? But I mean, it's it's I, I I don't like to overanalyze what's real. What it like? See, but it goes back to, to philosophically. It goes back to Plato. Well, first it goes back to Socrates because everything is thought, and it doesn't have any that that you shouldn't write things down and thought is what makes things real. Now, then when you extrapolate that and you put that into Plato and Plato said, he talked about the platonic chair that here's it. When, when I say the word chair and you think of a chair in your head, that chair is real. Now, is it the chair you're sitting in? Not necessarily. Is that chair real? Yes. But is it? But the thought of the chair in your head is real. That's a real thought of a real chair. Now, is that chair built? It could be built somewhere. Could you build that chair? Absolutely. So ideas are real. That's what I'm sort of getting at, is that... And then when there's a collection, and specifically with 45 and the racism and what's happening, is that every time he does tweet something, whether he negates it later or the the purpose of it or the spreading of the idea of hate or racism or that poor people are ugly and sad and bad or that women are stupid or that um, only skinny and pretty women should be around him because uh, whatever. (laughs) I mean, like all of of that gestalt that he embodies and that's us right now as as a nation. He's our representative. And so... He's he's representing us really shittily right now. Oh, it's and are we gonna are we gonna let this stand? Is he gonna be on for another four years? I don't. I hope not. I mean, the way that things are looking right now, I've been actually not. I've been backing away from reading a lot of things like Huffington Post right now because I'm like it's so stressful and it just makes me angry. I still I don't look at it every day. That's not the first thing I look at anymore. Good. Because I know I'm like I already have an idea what's going on. I already know my day's gonna be shitty. Yeah. (laughs) No, I do the same thing. But I mean, as long as I check in like at least three times a week, right? Rather than every day. Yeah, but don't do it especially here's the thing uh jonathan every morning wakes up and when he um does his business when he drops his kids off at the pool real early <laughs> he looks at his phone and he looks at the what's happening like in the world the paper on the toilet it's like reading the paper on the toilet um and he swipes <laughs> and wipes and <laughs> and learns and i think that sometimes 
it puts a really negative spin on his day. Yeah, yeah. It does. And so and he's so he's like, oh, this sucks. But and, and the same thing has happened to me when I if I wake up, if I immediately check my email the first thing, I'm usually in a terrible mood because something stresses me out. And I'm like, fuck, I can't deal with it. I'm at home. Yeah. It's thing and it's terrible. And it's the same thing with the news. When it, it when I let it into my life and I start to think about it and I'm like, fuck, there's nothing I can do about this. There's nothing right. I can do. But then it sort of colors the rest of your day with I don't know, like green sunglasses where everything <laughs> just looks kind of gross. And yeah. It's like people are gross a little bit and you're just like, ugh. And then when it's hot and people are gross and you're looking at the news and you're like, fuck my life. Fuck my life. And climate change and is real. Climate change is fucking real. You can't tell me that climate change isn't fucking real. And we're not just talking about just because it's been 100 degrees for the past couple of days. This it is it hasn't actually been 100. In the sun. If you stood in the sun with no, with no shade. Okay, it was 94 yesterday okay. sorry in the bra- in broad sunlight but if you're in the shade or you're inside it's not so my cat is very he's very oh, my animals are like miserable. out he's just like lay he's like what is this place what did you bring me into what world am i living in i had a a, a friend a co-worker that um of mine she's talking to a gentleman or dating and i guess they don't talk politics which is something Smart. i always no i always have to know i'm a black woman so i have to know where where you stand but all language is political so even yeah. if you don't talk politics all language is political but so you know where people stand yeah but um she was mentioning something about climate change or what have you because you know it's she, she's Smart people believe in it because it's fact. See, this is the part that this goes into the believing and, you know, what you're talking about. Now, it's scientifically been proven that this is something that is happening on the planet. Okay, so basically she he he said to her, like, you really believe in climate change (gasps) now now. Tell me this. Red it, flags, it, big bells. Thank you. See, this is what ding, I'm ding, saying. Ding, 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 it's a very important ding, conversation. Ding, that, ding, like, if you ding, just were first meeting Jonathan, and he and he said that, and he wasn't joking. I think he, if it was a joke, I'd be like, fucking hilarious. Stick your dick joking. in my mouth and let's get out of here. Yeah. No, like it's. Um, he wasn't joking. He wasn't saying it like being, no. Like, climate change isn't real. Like ironically or yeah. like sarcastically, with with all due intent. He was like, "You really believe in that? Wow! I'd get up. I'd I'd get up. I have to. I would have to. I'm like, we can't do this. Yeah. I'd pee in a glass and be like, here's what you're gonna drink in your future, man. Because there's gonna be no water <laughs> That's left. That's actually kind of. You want to drink my facts. urine now or later? Because either way, <laughs> we're gonna get to it. You don't believe in climate change, but you just want to drink apple juice. Like, you know where the apple juice comes from? From the apples. You know how apples get all fat and juicy? Water. <laughs> like, I mean, you can't feed Gatorade to plants. We learned this. But it's got electrolytes. It's got electrolytes. Yeah, mediocrity so. or what was it called? Idiocracy. Idiocracy. Yeah, which is which is a really scary and thing. I now. love that so much that he was like the most mediocre man in the whole universe, yeah. and that he in the future was like the smartest genius. What was it? I, I am sure that was his name. I oh sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. I am sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> right. he was I so love dumb. Because he was so dumb when he got his tag. What's your name? I'm, I'm sure. sure. 
but I mean, that's the reality that we're living in too. Oh, we've made everyone you know, so dumb. It's, I mean, that movie came out, well, I think 2001 or 2005, yeah, somewhere around somewhere there. early, yeah. yeah. And Owen Wilson, Luke Wilson, the other yeah, Wilson. Yeah, Luke Wilson, the Luke Wilson. the one with the pretty nose. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And Maya Rudolph, because that's a Mike Judge movie. Maya Rudolph, yes, she was very, she was one dimensional. She was just the whore, but she was a smart whore. I liked her. I liked your character. I liked yeah. her. But, I mean, it, it's it, the scary thing is, like, that's how people really are. Like, people are really... not. I'm not talking yeah. about the main characters. No, no, I'm no, talking no, about no, their how, surroundings. How dumb we are with yeah. people. Well, it's, I feel the same way about another early 2000s movie, WALL-E. And I felt like that... Is that the robot? That's the robot. And all the people one. in that are these fat people that are in little chairs. And they... And uh, they they just float around through places and they're all just like super fat nobody walks no one works out Ooh. and these there's these little robots that are dealing with all their trash it's really uh it's a really really good movie. i heard i f- completely forgot about that movie i remember someone yeah, everyone saying should watch it. Yeah, like, all children should have to watch it I, I i remember like a lot of adults at the time saying that the movie was kind of scary and it wasn't too scary as in like it seemed very realistic of how society can be. Ooh, I might ha- now I have to watch it. That of what like, the future holds. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Steve. When we it's it's when we just start sending we fuck the earth up so much that we just send people up to these space stations and they float around and they just eat and and then the the little robots deal with all our trash. I don't know what they did with the trash. I don't remember. But you know what's funny is that's what's coming. We already have the fact of like let's say we've got the, the Great Pacific Patch, all the plastic. Yeah. And we already have robots cooking our food. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, but, I mean... Well, that's the thing, is that do technology is what sort of fucked humanity up. In that, and we can go even farther back, like, to farming, to making bread, to even adding heat to things, like... Or the cotton gin. Yeah, well, I mean, but just, I mean, all technology. So when our first, I would say that probably our our first technology was probably, like, sharp things to kill things. A wheel or rock. The wheel is is a first thing. The fire is a first thing. Once we start getting into, like, farming... Like, wow, we're taking specific grains and we're putting them in places and we're growing them and we're saving seeds. That technology is crazy. That changes things. But then the technology that's built off the actual technology of farming now with, like, these huge machines that do all the rows and then plant all the things and then water it and then do... I'm glad you mentioned this. I'm so glad you mentioned this. It's all technology. Yeah, the the farming aspect because this relates to food now. Right. I'm. I want to look up. I'm gonna look up something for you. Um, I wish I could show you people out there, but you can look it up too. I saw this really disturbing thing about fake foods. Oh. And like corn syrup foods. Like beyond corn syrup like, foods. Like how, like if you go to an Applebee's, if you order a steak, oh. and how it's. It, it, it like how they use like some kind of glue or what have oh, you. Oh, meat glue. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't know about that until like sure. last week. Wow. And it freaked the f out of me. Yeah. Uh, well, it's the same technology that like the rad Chinese people in Chinatown use to make their fake 
um, when they make their fake meat. It's basically uh. gluten, and they layer it on top of each other in such a way and with such a flavor that it mimics the layers of meat and how meat is like striated. If you think of the muscle of a meat and what yeah. kind of mu- what, oh. or chicken, like you think about how chicken flakes, you know, when you cook it and it does that sort of stringy thing. So that, but they replicate that with gluten. And that's how you get um, seitan and um, all that fake beef and all that. It's it's layered glue. But so meat glue is, yeah, they'll take different parts of beef and sort of like put them together. And I mean, it's the same thing with like ground beef. It can be any part of any kind. And what they're it's doing so with scary. like with meat and with poor cows, cows are living creatures, you know? Yeah. And then... Uh, Oh, that movie Okja. I mean, if you want to oh, cry about yeah, it. I saw fucking, that. Oh, my God. I saw God. that on Netflix. That yeah. sweet pig animal that's like the mother and the... Jesus Christ, that movie was crazy. And But we've, we've divorced ourselves from our food so much now that... We used to be, 200 years ago, we were self-sustaining farmers. That's what America prided itself on. We are like, the pride of America is that we are going out and murdering Indians and taking that land and growing crops on it because we're farmers. We're manifest destiny farmers. And we're going to we kill off all deserve, the buffalo. We're gonna, we deserve it. They're just animals around. We, just, we need to clear this space anyways. There's too many motherfucking buffalo. Like, why would we need all those buffalo? You know, let's just shoot those motherfuckers because guns are fun. We're Americans. We're homesteaders. Yeah, um, so that that radical self—I mean, self-sufficiency—and that's idiot, idiot people. Why would you kill an animal and then not use the whole animal for the love of God? And why do we have to right. murder all the in, all the indigenous peoples as well, calling them a completely different name that had nothing to do with them? Why? Why do we have to do that? that that's, a, that's a separate issue. But what I'm talking about is the technology and how we've employed it, and how the more in t- technology we employ, the less. The farther we get away from being human, which used to be feeding ourselves and like staying clothed, but or staying warm, and now it's like all of this technology yeah. does it truly help us, or should we? I mean, we I could mean, just take the cow pee and put it on the pot plants, and we don't even need any weird pesticides. I think there's there's <laughs> pros and cons to technology, but the thing is, with like for going back to the foods, like. That's a little bit too outrageous for my taste, literally, because they also, um, what else were they doing? They were, um, I think they were doing like certain like cookies and stuff. Um, Made of what? It of, of, I mean, it's almost like Star Trekian. Yeah. Like when you go to the food replicator and you're like, I would like a chocolate chip cookie. And it goes, and you're like, oh, this is great. Well, how to do that? I don't know. Whatever. It's fake food. It's real food. It's food. Ha <laughs> ha. They talked about uh, Velveeta cheese, which I know that I've always known that's not real cheese. And then the other one that um, I think the majority of people know now is the Kraft Parmesan, where it's made with pieces of wood. The wood chip. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's pencil shavings in a bag? It's kind Yeah. <laughs> I, that blows my mind. I mean, I only use I mean, Parmigiano Reggiano, but no, and sometimes a nice Asagio. But I like to grate my own. I do my own, but yeah. be, and that's a reason why I do my own because I found that out about like the 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 Parmesan in the can. Sure, our bake bakos, yeah. bake bacon bits. What bacon are those made out of? Oh, I know. I like to eat those still. Sure. Because I, mean, I know that's not real fuck, bacon. What is it? That's true. I don't think they t- mentioned that. Liquid smoke and 
wood chips. Ugh, I don't probably. know. I have no idea what it could be. Actually, that probably might be right. That's scary. <laughs> well, all of the fake flavors, I mean, they all exist. You could, you know, when you eat a strawberry fucking Starburst, there's no strawberry, there's no strawberry in the Starburst. In it's like the, I mean, all of the fake flavors and then... There's wh- pig in it. Well, what we decide to put whatever, like, gooey substance is like, oh, it's made of sugar and oil? Fantastic. Put some vanilla flavor in Let's it. Let's see, uh... The pig extract that they use in it. Pig uh, extract. It's a uh, extract. Yeah, it's because uh, if you are vegetarian or Jewish, you cannot eat Starburst nor Skittles, because it has some p- kind of element of the pig in it. I'm trying oh, to remember. Wow, I wonder if it's pig fat or if it's. I gotta look some it kind up. of tallow or something. What? My phone's uh, not working, so yeah, I can't just look. Just open up a new, go to file, and go up to new. Oh yeah. Um, New, new tab. New there tab. You go. Duh, thank you, Pam. Yeah, no, hey, it's fine. These computers, I'm telling you. Here's a here's a quote back to Trump being racist. We're jumping around today. The Hispanics are going to get those jobs, and they're going to love Trump. <laughs> he said that in 2015. The Hispanics are going to get those jobs, and they're going to love Trump. Oh, I see. He's saying this. I'm just trying to take it out of context. I'll take jobs back from China. I'll take jobs back from Japan. Trump said in his visit to the U.S.-Mexican border, the Hispanics are going to get those jobs, and they're going to love Trump. How did Trump... I mean, he's... I love the Muslims. I think they're great people. I'm just saying funny... I have a relationship with the blacks. Oh, that's such a great quote. (gasps) I have a relationship with the blacks. I have... A relationship with, with the blacks. Gelatin. Sorry. It was gelatin. gelatin. Yeah. Was. Yeah. Sorry. But go back to the blacks. I can't <laughs> believe it. I've always had a great relationship with the blacks. He says it twice. He The blacks. He depersonifies. He basically. The coloreds. Right. He takes. He dehumanizes everyone by putting them into a specific group by putting a, an article in front of it. The. The blacks. I love the Muslims. I think they're great people. I have a great relationship with the blacks. The blacks. I've always had a great relationship with the blacks. That's like... Oh, is he start I gonna the say, colors. I love the gays. I have a great relationship with the gays. The All the gays. All the queers. I love the I queers. Love, I mean, I love them too. But is he going to say... I mean, just when he... By putting the article in front, he margin, marginalizes the people. Without even knowing it. This is so ridiculous. This is what he tweeted. There's a picture of him with a taco bowl. Happy Cinco de Mayo. The best taco bowls are made in Trump Tower Grill. I love Hispanics. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember that picture. Oh, oh God. my he God. Looks, it's, yeah, I know exactly which one you're looking at. I just... Come on, people. I can't. I it's just, just it's, can't. It's really... But the thing is, here's the thing. It's not the majority of Americans that like him. He has an approval rating that's like in, what, like 38%, 37%? Like, the highest he's ever got, I think, is like 43%. That's bad. He's never... Half of the country has never been on this dude's side, which is a good thing. I mean, it would be even scarier. I mean, it would be scary if it was 50%, if he had. It was 50 Yeah, but the fact of the matter is, like, the majority of Americans do not like him. He just has a small... it doesn't matter because of the the fucking electoral college. I I know. That's that's another thing I was... He could win again, even though people don't... And Mitch McConnell, 
hey, he, you know. This is the thing that's making me crazy, though, is that we're forgetting all of this is an old, old article. And we're forgetting the history of blatant racism and misogyny. This isn't even going into the misogynistic stuff, into the you miss USA pageants, into him looking into women's mouths, looking at their teeth, treating them like horses. He called one of the uh, uh, girls like fat or something. By uh, talking all the time to reporters, he said things about their their bodies. It has nothing to do women's. When you reduce a woman to the way that she looks as opposed to what's inside her mind, when you objectify a woman in that way as the president it is not cool uh, this is this is great he called supporters who beat up a homeless latino man passionate uh, he, he, he can, incites hate crimes yeah two brothers arrested in boston for beating up a homeless latino man cited trump's anti-immigration message in explaining why they did it quote let's see if i could do a boston accent donald trump was right all these illegals need to be deported one of the men reportedly told officers Trump did not even bother to distance himself from them. Instead, he suggested that the men were well-intentioned and simply had gotten carried away. I will say people who are following me are very passionate, Trump said. They love this country, and they want this country to be great again. They are passionate. Hey, but you know what? Wow. There were there are, there are bad people on both sides. Oh my God, that Charlotte, North, North Charlotte's, Carolina, yeah. Yeah, I, Charlotte. Oh, it was Virginia. Or, I thought yeah, it was, it was Charlottesville, North Carolina. No, no, it was uh, Charlottesville, Virginia. No, it was Virginia. Like, I already yeah. forget. I'm terrible. But I remember the person <laughs> drove the damn car through, and they were... It's all very sad. I mean, it, it's it, it's it's so fucking stupid. It really is. That's why I don't like to look at the news every day anymore, because I'm just tired of stupid-ass people. It's just like, why don't you fucking read your fucking history? Yeah. You know, if you want to send someone back, take your ass back. All right? I, I my the thing is this is a new world still this place is still very very new the, I mean our government the Rev, the American Revolution was only 240 years ago yeah yeah I mean let's see Columbus or that one fat white Italian dude Columbus so-called supposedly came over here not that long ago or 14 what 1492 that's yeah, not that long ago the first settlers uh, by the way the first Africans were dropped here in 1619 this is the 400th anniversary August wow. of 1619 um, in, uh, in Jonestown Wow. Yeah. It was a Jonestown. Yeah, wow, I think, yeah. Yeah. So that's 400 years. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, and not then that the, long ago. Yeah, not that long ago. The first settlers here were about 400 years ago as well. Yeah. So cry me a fuck. And then if we want to even talk about the 20th century, where the most majority of people of their first generation white people, that's who I'm talking about right now, who might or who. Uh, immigrate over here from Europe to find a better place and now they want to be these like you know supporters of this guy yeah. it's just like read a fucking book about yourselves it would be like if read your history everybody move if everyone from San Francisco moved to Portland and then we I'm trying to think of a good analogy but I can't I, 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 get, I got one for you yeah if if California was once Mexico right <laughs> like oh, go back go was. yeah go go back go back to Mexico I am here motherfucker yeah. and why they don't hate us so much is beyond me I don't know I don't get it we shit on we've shit on Mexico so much and they are 
awesome. Like, the country is awesome, people are awesome. It's so fucking beautiful. Like, man, I love Mexico. Oh, we've shitted on the Latin countries, period. That's a whole nother topic. And then I just, I mean, it all comes down to capitalism. I feel like, and not caring about other people or subjugating people and saying, well, they look differently enough from me that I don't feel like a bad person when I treat them like they're not a person. Yeah, I think, I think they, we've... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, no, just it's, we do it right now. People who are serving other people, you put them in a uniform because then people feel less inclined to shit on them because they don't see them as people. They see them as servants or they see them in a different Well, I mean, just context. like how we treat each other across the board. Like, okay, I'll throw a sports analogy in there. The other night, I'm sure you probably watched the game because yeah. you're a Warriors. Yeah, oh, my God. Okay, crazy game. poor Hiplo. So, and I'm surprised the Canadians act this way. This is how inhumane we've gotten. Um, the golden, the the guy who we found out is the co-owner of the Warriors, when he pushed one of the players, because he was like on the four seats. This happened last week. Oh, you I don't didn't know about this. this? No. Oh yeah. I want to look this. Oh shit yeah, up. and how they treat those players inhumane, but you know, but but they are black, so uh, they're just here to entertain us. Yeah, he basically. He's on the floor. The I forgot the guy's name and I forgot the player. But they have floor seats, okay? Shit's going to happen. Warrior fan who pushed Kyle Lowry should face a lifetime ban. There we go. Kyle okay. Lowry. Yeah. He's he's a great player right yeah. now on the team. He's a little guy too. There's they've got two guys that are little, Van Fleet and Lowry, and um, the other guys are big. Like Kawhi Leonard is big, and they've got Gasol, who's fucking White Walker from the North. But they've got these little guys. They've got these little guys. They've got they've got Lowry, who's been fucking on, and it's just like oh well, man, he's stuck. Is, this is how we treat people. So yeah. basically. Does it have the story on there? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Uh, instead, now they're pushing him as if he insulted their mother. Oh, I see. Wow. Um, not sure what the fan was thinking here, but clearly he's in the wrong. When you sit courtside, you understand there's an inherent risk of players running into you, but it doesn't give you the right to push. <laughs> the, uh, that doesn't give you... Oh, got it. Um, it's this, it, this, whatever's happening is not working. Um, it doesn't give you the right to push him in an aggressive manner, which this fan did. Meanwhile, the women who actually got bum rushed took it like a champ and got back, got back up. No shoving necessary. Gotta say Lowry is right. Like the Utah Jazz fan who got into a verbal altercation with Russell Westbrook. This fan needs to be made an example of. Kick him out of the NBA for life. Let the rest of the fans know this sort of behavior is completely intolerable. Win or lose, you got to be better than this fan. Meanwhile, the Raptors were up two to two to one. Now it's three to one. Huh. Uh, three to two now, though. In the NBA Finals, and Lowry's a huge reason why after scoring 23 points in the game, Kawhi Leonard will get the most credit, deservedly so. But Lowry is the Raptor X factor that keeps playing like this. Yeah, he's been great in this game, and I. So I want to look at this footage. Yeah, it's... With the pushing. Because that's like, what? Um, and then uh, a couple nights ago... It's oh. it's really, it's very... Okay, so up goes in. And then the girl, the woman gets up. She's fine. And then who pushes him? I didn't even see who pushed... I didn't even see it. I don't know what happened. I looked at it and I couldn't see it. Here, I'll find a better one for you. Um... And then the other night, um, when they were playing Toronto, um, Kevin Durant 
got hurt. Oh, uh, yeah. And then, and you know what those Raptors fans did? They were just cheering. Oh, well, you don't, you don't, don't cheer when someone gets yeah. that's I mean, saying, I say I rejoice in your failure sometimes, but, but it's not to their faces. It's, it's no, my thing them. is this it's inhumane to see, you know, I get it, it's a sport, but this is what I'm talking about how inhumane people have gotten, yeah, and how disconnected. Um, the fact of the matter that you're gonna cheer. The whole stadium cheered for someone getting hurt. Right. Rather than, like, you know, say nothing or do nothing. Like, cheering and clapping for someone's pain, that's really... And that's where we are right now with dude 45, you know. Right. He's like the cheerleader of, like... Hey, you know what? Let's lock some kids up and kidnap them. Oh, and split them away. And then people are cheering for those kids' pain. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. That's very inhumane. Or like when that protester, when he was was, um, on his campaign trail four years ago, you know, he he was wanting he had the the guy there's this oh a hillbilly that beat up the uh, or punched that sucker punched that brother in the face and said that i'll pay for his bills if or his, oh uh, right yeah. when he incited a riot exactly yeah yeah he incited a riot yeah and that's in that's in the 13 examples of something he did he incited a riot he condoned the beating of a black lives matter protester yes at a, at a November campaign rally in Alabama back in the day, Trump supporters physically attacked an African-American protester after the man began chanting, Black Lives Matter. Video of the incident shows the assailants kicking the man after he'd already fallen to the ground. Uh, the following day, Trump implied that the attackers were justified. Maybe the protester should have been roughed up, he mused. It was absolutely disgusting what he was doing. Oh, this isn't the same one where he says something like he he incites them and says literally says like oh, I'll pay for his I'll pay yeah, for that's his bills. Yeah, that's the same. That that's yeah, that's the guy I was thinking He's of. He's the worst. Oh, I looked up that thing. So, Toronto fans blasted for cheering after Kevin Durant's brutal Game Five injury. Kevin Durant went down in Monday's Game Five, clutching his right leg, something few basketball fans wanted to see. Some of those fans, though, were apparently in attendance at Scotia Bank Arena in Toronto and cheered at Durant's misfortune. That display brought a quick rebuke online, both online and from th- some Raptors players, who just who encouraged their home crowd to cheer for the injured player rather than for his painful circumstance. Fans complied, giving the Golden State Warrior star a hand and chanting KD KD as he left the court like it's like getting really vicious and ugly yeah you know and it's and it's always been there in sports but what I'm just saying and you mentioned the fact of the Utah Jazz yeah yeah that guy is a Trump supporter that was harassing uh, one of the players and he was calling like monkey and stuff and he had done that uh, quite often so this is, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, this is, they, they actually say this here. This is about an individual, a human being and not, oh shoot, he's hurt. We won the championship. Curry added. Um, that's so nice. This is Curry quotes. Um, that was probably the initial thought. And you hate to see when a guy's going through pain like that. So again, that's not my experience with this city. I just hope that ugliness doesn't show itself again as we go forward in this series. I yeah. love Curry so much. Classy. He is so classy and so well-spoken and just a badass all around. I, I mean, 
I really have always loved him. He's just a really good guy. He, he was humble. raised correct. He's so good. He's so talented. I gotta and give he parents. doesn't shove it in people's faces. Yeah. I gotta give his parents props. Good job. Good job. Good game. Good game. They did great. Yeah. And, and that, what a buddy. I mean, that and the whole season, the whole basketball season has been pretty ugly. I haven't been paying attention to it, but what I've been paying attention to is the controversies that have been going on, such as, for example, what happened the other night with, you know, fans cheering yeah. about someone's pain. Like, he could actually be out. It could be his Achilles heel. So yeah. that means he could he's never done. play again. Exactly. Yeah. And then the shoving. I found the shove, uh, by the way. I found the shove, you guys. Oh. Um, uh, uh, last week, and then we mentioned the Utah Jazz fan that was hurling racial slurs and what have you, and Homeboy had to get into his face, uh, and he got banned for life. Like it's th- these are the stories that have been coming out of right. this season, just the season, just this season. Yeah, and that's crazy because well, and it it's just indicative of what's happening right now in our lar- in our larger social everything. I feel like also people are being dicks to each other on the bus and people oh, are, God, I think yeah. that manners in general have just sort of flown out, flown the, window. out the window and um yeah so I want to see I want to see this I want to see oh, this oh yeah thing. so a few radio people out there I'm sure you've seen the shove hopefully you have it's very disheartening uh let's see MSN is where you can find this beautiful shove uh let's see and by the way, if you have floor seats, yeah. shit happens. Okay. And fuck you if you have floor seats, you rich motherfucker. That then you don't take advantage of fucking around and doing shitty things. Well, you're so rich you can do whatever the fuck that's you want exactly because you have floor seats. Yeah, you're here fuck for my entertainment, face. dance yeah, monkey. Yeah, exactly. That's what it says to me. What okay. a jerk. Oh, and then there's and then com- they show us commercials. commercials. It's fine. They have to make money off it. I, I guess it's MSN. Yeah, they don't. They've been knows. around for a while. Hey, they speaking should. of money, donate to Mutiny Radio. Go to our website www.mutinyradio.fm and hit that donate button. Do Help it. us out. Help, give me some, give me some money so I can uh, pay some tech people to help me out because do it now or I'll, this or is a long you. commercial I they're know, really making this? you watch the full 30 seconds of Jesus Christ some Mahjong game or something Raptors point guard Kyle All right. got shoved in game three of the NBA finals Wednesday night but not by a defender or even a fan I guess I should Thursday morning the okay. man who shoved Lowry was one of the Warriors minority owners Mark Stevens Rich Okay, maybe he was trying to keep himself safe, but no, he also stuck no, his le- no, hand out in front of No, you see how far that was, girl. No. Yeah, he was, he was like he was in, reaching, literally. He was reaching and the, in front of a lady, too. He has no manners. You know what? Even worse than him laying hands on a player is that he reached in front of a lady like she wasn't even there. Like, he, he just was, owner. she's not a real person either. He's a part owner. I, I mean, yeah. that's the worst thing is that when... Um, you know, wealthy, wealthy people just feel like they can get away with whatever they want. So, yeah, oh. I like the, the, the Oh no, I closed the YouTube. It's all good. It's all good. No, that's not good. Uh, it just means we don't have any background music for a minute. It's fine. Oh no, I'll so we get it back up. Damn it. Um, 
But yeah, so you're, listen, you're listening to the Altacast here on Mutiny Radio. FM, and the stream is back up, which is exciting. It was a, it was a really this weekend. Nobody bothered to let me know that the stream was down. It was down from three o'clock on Saturday until I didn't find out until twelve forty-five a.m. on Monday morning. <laughs> so all of these shows on Friday, on Saturday and Sunday. I hope they all recorded their Amadeus, but there was no, there was no stream. So then on Monday I was trying to fix the stream and all this other stuff. And then, so now everything's fixed, but I have to manually upload all of those other, all of those other things, but the, it could have all been solved much earlier if communication, if, yeah, if people would have told me on Saturday, it would have been fixed by Monday, but because I got found out about it on Monday, it got fixed on Wednesday. So anyways, whatever. Shh, that's so- <laughs> Whatever. It's dead air. No, it's, it wasn't. Well, yeah, it was dead air. It was basically we had dead air all weekend on the internet. So that was a that was a bummer. I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, it was. There was nothing happening. I mean, it was like I was just trying to figure out how to take a day off. I guess. I mean, and that's the thing is like, does any of this have meaning? Like, what are we doing? It, I, I, I mean. Does it matter? Does it matter who the president is? Is it again? Is it all a simulation? Are we all just participants well, in this big thing called America? And we're like, well, this is the way it is. It's racist and fucked up. And we hate women and we don't like black people and Muslims are weird. And we're like, we want, we have strange feelings about Israel. Don't really understand them. Don't know what to say about we don't it. Like those Palestinians. We, we know got too much money in Israel. We know that the oil. We. We know that if we could stop emissions from cars 100% today, we still would have global warming issues that are going to impact us. We're all going to die in 30 years. And the, the concept that we're still fighting over oil and we haven't moved away from an oil-based economy, we're still doing it. We still have gas. We still have cars. Our economy is still based. Part of the world's economy is based on that because we sold all the cars to China. So now all of our old cars are over there. I mean, there's so many cars and so many carbon emissions and it's exponentially growing and yet we're not stopping and we're completely ignoring this our government's even saying it's not real and it's like so what is real so so it's i mean here's the thing if it stays if our weather patterns stay like this and it stays hot we're going to create uninhabitable sections of the world where there was habitation where people were living but it's going to be uninhabitable oh, because yeah. of the heat that's, and the water lack of water that's what's what that's exactly what's happening especially in california right now um so it's going to progressively get hotter and hotter to the point where no one's going to want to live in Southern California anymore. Then it's, well, we going, need to come, more, it's, going, it's going to come up here. No one's going to want to live in Northern We need more water. We, because the sun is so hot, the water's going to evaporate, and not as many of your plants are going to get to keep all the water that you're putting on them. And with a so salad bowl, need, too, yeah, of you, the country. So we need more water because it's going to be hotter. And we don't have water. And then we're having inhabitable places because you can't farm when it's that hot. You know, like that affects the industry. We're going to change. I mean, the deserts are going to grow. We're going to have any desert that exists now is going to grow. Look at the Sahara Desert. 
how much of Africa is going to be inhabitable? And so many people live there. Where are they going to migrate to? We think that we have an immigration problem now. We're going to have a global migration issue because people aren't going to be able to well, live in fucking Australia because the waters are going to rise. Same thing with California. When the, when the oceans rise and we don't have Florida enough fresh water. Sinking. And Florida's sinking. And Italy's sinking. And all, if all of the ocean levels rise... So much of our land masses change. And I, I mean, and we're still t- turning a totally blind eye. You know, New Orleans is sinking. It's, I and, mean, and yeah. if we stopped, like, what would, I mean, the only thing I can think of, which is just crazy, would be that. It's all public transportation. No one gets, no one gets a car anymore. But then that would the, the thing is that we've been we've been a car based economy for so long over so many electric. years. But even with what do we do with all the old cars? What do we turn them into houses for poor people? Do we stick two cars together and make, make it into, into a house? IPhones. Make them into iPhones. That's so funny. <laughs> but uh, so like, but that's how how do we how do we change from a car based economy? Even now where we're like, oh, taxis, but now Lyfts and Ubers and so many other people. I wouldn't be able to survive without Uber Lyft. It's my job. Like, if we removed cars from America, we need a hundred percent. We could way. maybe start making a dent in the carbon emissions and the global warming issues that are going to exponentially grow. But we're never going to do that. I, I, I listen. We need cars. I'm more on the fact of like, why don't we? Why? How? Why has it taken it so long for us to switch over to electric? Right. Where it, where we don't have to completely use gas and right. and hydro, we can do hydro. Yeah, exactly. Like, but that's because the the gas companies like Texaco, they have, a, and they're part of the global warming. They they know what they're doing. This is why the Republicans get paid by those oil companies to say right. that climate change is not real because they know companies like Texaco who pollute the ocean. By the way, they right. do a great fucking yeah. fantastic yeah. job. Right, and Exxon, Exxon Valdez. Yeah. remember that? Uh, yeah, exactly. In 1989. Yeah. Oh, and there's still um, an Exxon in Alaska right now is still polluting the the ocean right there they, they don't talk about that one no. though they don't want to talk about that um, but the fact of the matter is they it's it's all well let, let's see it's we're looking all up about is, money. is global warming real and it depends on who's on what side I think global warming is obvious we shouldn't real. have to we shouldn't have to yeah is global that's warming all get the facts National Geographic and here's the warming. thing. He'll conserve energy future. It's the fact of the matter. It's like the Republicans have been bought by these oil companies to tell the public that it is not real. And again, can I remind you, one of the worst presidents, he's not number one anymore, but Richard Nixon is the one that started the uh, environmental, the EPA in 1971. Is it the, environmental Protection Agency. Yes. He, and who is a Republican? And a racist. But he started that back in the 70s. Right. So... I, here's here's this is this is the global climate. I picked on the last one and it says the global climate. There's a really great picture of the earth blowing up. Um, although some people do not believe that global warming is real, the facts say that it is very, very real indeed. The Earth's temperature has risen tremendously over the past 50-plus years, which shows us just how real the threat is. According to NASA.gov, humankind has been experiencing the effects of climate change for the better part of the past century. 
Not only have there been seven cycles of glaciers advancing and retreating within the past 650,000 years, but within the last 7,000 years, we've seen the end of the last ice age. This also marked the start of the modern era as well as the beginning of humankind. Global warming facts. A few global warming facts. After reading these climate change facts, you may not be a skeptic for long. Here's a quick list of facts you should know about climate change. Uh, there has been a rise in the world's temperature. The fact is the Earth's surface temperature has increased by about two degrees since the end of the 19th century. That is very fast in planetary terms. In fact, the fastest rate in recorded history. Since the 19th century? Since, I mean, yeah, since oh, so two degrees since, yeah, shit. since the beginning of the Industrial Revolution, basically. Oh, so isn't that what you just mentioned? Yeah, <laughs> from the beginning of the Industrial Revolution, that's pretty much... Um, 1800. When somewhere? we started, when we started taking Fucking up shit. <laughs> yeah, we started doing like mass industry. When we started with also then trains. Yeah. But steam energy steam. isn't a bad thing, but coal, coal is not we good. Depended on that for oh, over way over a hundred something years. Coal is the same thing. We're taking something out of the ground and burning it, and <laughs> that's what our oceans are warming up because the surface of the world is getting warmer. The oceans have absorbed a lot of the heat since the year 1969. The temperature of the top 23,000 feet 2300 feet of the sea has increased by about 0.302 degrees Fahrenheit <coughs> so a third of a degree since 1969 that's pretty big that's uh, ice sheets are shrinking. The ice sheets mm -hmm. from Greenland and Antarctica have reduced a lot. According to the data from an experiment by NASA, Greenland lost about 36 to 60 cubic miles of ice each year. This happened between the years 2002 and 2006. Antarctica lost 36 cubic miles of ice every year between the years of um, 2002 and 2005. Wow. Glaciers are disappearing. As a result of the increasing temperatures here on Earth, glaciers are quickly becoming things of legends. Glaciers are disappearing at an alarming rate. All around the world, glaciers are retreating and growing smaller every day. Some areas are getting less snow. During the end of winter and the beginning of spring, we used to get more snow before the temperature of the planet went up. In some places in the world, we are getting less snow overall. Also, the snow is melting earlier than usual. Sea levels are rising. The seas have increased a lot. The sea levels in the world have risen about eight inches within the past century. However, it gets even worse since the rate of increase has doubled within the last two decades. This is in comparison to the previous century. Arctic sea ice has reduced. Not only is the extent of the sea ice in the Arctic diminished, but the thickness has too. Looking at pictures NASA has taken from space to study the disappearance of Arctic sea ice should be enough to make anyone believe in global warming. Mm. Severe weather events have increased. Not only has the number for record high temperatures in some areas been growing, but the record low numbers have been getting lo lower quickly over the last few decades. Also, the amounts of rainfall have increased in the United States states. The oceans have been acidifying. Since the start of the Industrial Revolution, the amount of acidity in our oceans has increased about 30%. Wow. Okay. Going back to the severe weather, 
Like this this year has been a mess for the Midwest. Yeah. Uh, mess for the Midwest. Huh? That's funny. Um, like they're still flooding. Um, and then they've had more tornado action uh, than rec- than normal. Poji said that too. He said that it was like crazy tornadoes and crazy hailstorms. Yeah. Like crazy, crazy hail. Like I've been having to call family up like at least once a week. Like, are you guys okay? Are you guys flooded tornado? You know, something's always going on. Well, and tornadoes are crazy and that's why hail gets involved is that it's raining and it's cold and then it becomes an ice ball and it gets thrown back up into the sky because of the tornado. Yeah. And so it keeps coming up and down and around because of the air picking it up. It's crazy. Hail is crazy and if they get big enough you could get hurt oh no i've gotten, hurt hit, by in a, I've gotten hit in the side of the head by a hail like a little golf ball size hail. i mean you it could is, you could die yeah like they, they i would have to look that up yeah. has anyone ever died from a hailstorm hailstorm probably shit that shit hurt um but yeah i mean this this just like this this year's not over yet and right not, summer ha- actually hasn't technically began yet so we're already starting off, you know, to a shitty start of the year. We had those horrible snowstorms, those floods in the Midwest, crazy tornado action. And then we've had some of the craziest couple of days here where mm. it is so abnormal. We just, it is to, too hot for yeah, people to even deal. The, uh, what was it? Monday, it was actually 100 degrees. That's here. crazy. That's crazy. Actually, yesterday was 94. I went to the beach yesterday. That's what I took my ass to do. Uh, in May 2017, the World Meteorological Organization announced the highest reported historical death tolls from hailstorms. Ooh. 2017. So okay. that's not too long ago. Oh. I bet you it's like in some third world country. That was like hailstorm death. Well, also the, all the pictures for hailstorm deaths were um, of flamingos. In May 2017, the World Meteorological Organization announced the highest reported historical death tolls from hailstorms. It found that a severe hailstorm occurring near Morabad, Uttar Pradesh, India, on the 30th of April, 1888, killed 246 people with hailstones as large as goose eggs and oranges and cricket balls. Ow! That's a lot of... So that's the highest Damn. death storm. I knew it. I knew it was um, gonna be in some crazy place. I knew it was like probably. I, I was thinking Asia. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, India's part of Asia technically, yeah. I guess. Um, this is from. Oh, this is 2016. Hail deadliest storms. I can tell you some tornado. Ones. All hail I can tell you some tornado storms. You know what's even scary? Like. I, I don't want to sound like one of those crazy people that talk about the end of times, but yeah. you know we're coming up on our 30th anniversary of uh, the 1989 earthquake. Really? Yeah. Wow. October. Wow. Wait, it was it was during the it was during the, the, the World, World Series. Series. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I have a feeling that we're going to be expecting something really soon. Wow. 30 years later, sure. Well, I live on a rock. Uh, I'm on real land in the city, so I'm not too worried. But I'm also worried because I'm on the, I'm on the fourth floor of a brick building, which I feel oh, like shit. if it's shook enough, it's just gonna crumble. So. Oh, I didn't realize your shirt's brick. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a big brick building uh, from 1934. I just worry about my cat being home. 
Uh, so here are the death toll from a storm in April 13th, 1360, was known as Black Monday. A thousand soldiers died during the, the Hundred Years' War. The uh, English invasion army, uh, invasion of France, and a thousand um, died. 200 people were killed by a sudden and severe hailstorm while traveling in a valley in Rupkund, India in 850 AD. The skeletons of victims were discovered by a British forest guard in 1942. The National Geographic team examining the remains of... (coughs) in 2004 reported the victims of Skeleton Lake suffered blows to the head from blunt round objects about the size of cricket balls and they concluded they were from a hailstorm that's wow jeez and that was a uh, AD that was in uh, 1380 that was 850 AD 850 AD so they just didn't have any cover more than 200 people were believed to be killed during a hailstorm in China in 1932 oh the deadliest hailstorm recorded hailstones took the lives of 246 people in Morabad, India in 1988. What? In 1988, 246 people killed in Morabad, India. Or, you know what, so that's the thing. The one before had a mistake, and it said 1888, and it was really 1988. Oh, so that's recent. Yeah. Hailstorms weighing up to two pounds caused the death of 92 people in Gopaganj, Bangladesh in 1986. These are, you're right, they're all like down there. In 2013, at least nine people were killed throughout several villages in the state of Alhandra, Pradesh, India. The deadly storm destroyed houses, crops, and livestock. Uh, deaths from hailstorms are rare in the United States, but a pizza delivery man was killed by hail in Fort Worth, Texas in 2000, according to the Weather Channel. I guess he didn't get that pizza delivered. No, he got hit <laughs> in the head. Not funny, sorry. I'm so afraid, though, sometimes that something's going to fly out from somewhere and hit me in the head, like hail. Well, that's the scary thing about tornadoes, too. It's not the fact of you getting sucked up into it. It's the fact of all the debris. Hitting that, you in the face. But, yeah, chopping your head off. Yeah. That shit is... <laughs> coming fast it's come yeah i mean you don't want to be in the tornado of course but the majority of deaths that's it's flying debris slate reported in 2006 at least 27 people were killed when hailstorms and tornadoes swept swept through the midwest and the south however those deaths included incidents caused by strong winds such as a tree falling on a person and an occupant killed when his mobile home turned over it's difficult to attribute whose deaths were caused by hail if any Um, A hailstorm killed eight people along the Watery River in South Carolina in 1784, according to a report in Atlas Obscura. The South Carolina Gazette reported the hailstones measured about nine inches in circumference and also killed geese, lambs, sheep, and birds. What year? 18 what? Or 17? 1784. So those are the most deadly. Okay. I hope those were just the slave owners. Yeah, and then hail... (laughs) Yeah, right? And with hailstorm deaths, all the pictures seem to be of dead flamingos, which are very sad. (laughs) Anyway, I don't know how I got on that. Global warming, Global more warming. hail. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you just type in severe weather 2019, you're going to see some really wacky, crazy shit. I mean, this is... I, I don't mind it being hot, but... it, Like, uh, to me, it just got really scary. Like, yeah. the fact of, like... I know, I know it's real, but it's like, okay. Severe weather so far in 2019. This is from something called Wood TV Weather Blog. 
Wood TV. Wood TV. Get it, boy. Severe weather so far in 2019. Oh, wow. So, um, the re- that's all the dots are the report. Notice those are a lot of red weather. states. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> whole be- <laughs> eastern seaboard in the south, all the way through Texas, is yeah. has a lot of severe weather. Wow. I'm, I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Um, no, that's a lot. 22 in Michigan. I mean, you can look at the different wet, the pattern. It's, it's basically like at least California isn't being affected like crazy. No, we, we have ours coming. I don't think it'll be, like I said, in a form of a weather event. I think it'll be an earth-shaking event. Right. I'm scared of that. I'm sure. very scared. I'm, I'm luckily I'm on the little hill too, cause I'm not too far away from the bay. So, but the people that live down below me, God bless y'all. <laughs> if anything shall happen, I just don't want to be on a bridge. Oh my God. I don't. Every time I cross the bridge, I always think 1989. Today's earthquakes in San Francisco Bay Area, California. We've had zero earthquakes in the past 24 hours. Two earthquakes in the past seven days. 19 earthquakes in the past... No, I didn't even realize I it. don't ever feel anything. I don't either. I sleep that hard? Wow. I guess. So um, this has all of the... All of them. Napa. What's the... Uh, there was one scale. yesterday in Napa. About 12 hours ago in Napa, 2.7. Okay. About 23 hours ago, Mountain House, California, 2.1. About 23 hours ago, 3.0 Mountain House... Three days ago, Bay Point, uh, 1.6 Bay Point, California. Three days ago, 1.6 Angwin, California. Seven days ago, Bay Point, California, 1.5. Let's look for a, a bigger one. 2.4, 13 days ago in San Martin. I don't even know where that is. Oh, there was one right here. 11 days ago, 1.5 in uh, Tamalpais Valley, which is just right up from us, just in Marin there. Oh, it's in Marin. Yeah. Oh, shit. Livermore, they've had one recently. Oh wow! That's that's where the mountain house is. About, uh, Do you recall like being in the earth? Not in the earthquake, but yeah. when that happened in '89. Yeah, yeah. I, I was. I remember it because I remember that it was the, the ball game, and also I was upstairs and I was taking a dump, and I was on the <laughs> you, toilet. You, <laughs> I was on the toilet, and everything started shaking, and I got up without my pants on, and I stood in the. Um, Door frame because I guess that's where you're supposed to stand. It's the safest place or whatever. You didn't even get so I didn't wipe. even put Damn. my no. I didn't even wipe and I just stood up and I was like, "This is really scary." And it went on for a while, and then it stopped. Yeah. And I was I feel like probably the safest place in the house because I was like in a door frame inside of a bathroom. Like so, there was a bathroom door frame that went out to the hall, but then there was an inner bathroom door frame, and I was in there. You're just holding. Like- and I hold the inner door. Yeah, and it was fine. I mean, I wasn't like super shaky. And some stuff fell off the walls and. Um, it was scary, but it was fine. I mean, I, but I was in Danville, so yeah, okay. Yeah. My dad was in the city; he was still at work, and he oh, actually shit. had to stay in. And they put out a newspaper. They got their generators up, and they put out a newspaper at midnight because everything, all the power was turned off, and he couldn't get home, couldn't get across the bridge. So he was at the Chronicle Examiner at the time, and they're like, "Let's put out a newspaper." Was your mom kind of freaked out? Like, yeah, but he had. I think that we knew everything was okay. I mean. I think that somehow he communicated that. It was before the days of cell phones. Right, It was right, 1989. Right. But um, I'm sure that he figured out a way. Because he was right down there at 5th and, and Market at the 
at that building. And um, chaos. Chaos. But so oh, yeah, yeah earthquakes are real. Yeah, yeah, you could. That's when he oh, couldn't sh- get home. He used to he used to van pool. Shit. So we couldn't. Oh, three point two about a month ago in Calistoga. Uh, but that, this one. is yeah today at three point in Mountain House, California. This week, 3.0 in Mountain House, California. This month, 3.0 in Mountain House, California. This year, 3.7 in Black Point Green, California. We've had 380 earthquakes in the past 365 days. That's an earthquake every once a day. In the San Francisco Bay Area. Damn. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. But I guess that means that it's not a big deal. It's safer than we think or something because... It's better to have that jolt rather than the big one. Maybe, yeah, like it's sort of like burping, like if you think of the plates, like seismic plates and the gas underneath them and they're like burping out little bits, like that's why they sort of rumble here and there. Yeah. I mean, that's the only way I can kind of try to make sense of it in my stoner brain. (laughs) But I also feel like those plates can be maneuvered by things like pulling, Fracking. fracking and filling it with water or doing underground bomb testing i feel like that could have some effects on some tectonic plate issues and then that could it it might have there's some like the fiji like tsunami there's some tsunamis and shit that happened and if you look back like you know india and pakistan were both underground testing could could that maybe have affected something that could have maybe a couple months later turned into something else like a tsunami on another part of the world like how much does the butterfly effect work and do we write it off as the butterfly effect when it's like things actually have meaning like when you do something there's a like right there's an every action has an equal and opposite you can't like energy can't be created or destroyed you just kind of keep moving it around and that's a fact that's scientifically proven. That's not an opinion. So like when you, I mean, so if you pulled, that's why I feel like if you're moving the tectonic plates around, like, isn't that energy? It's it, got to go somewhere. It, it is because going back to the fracking, that's why in Oklahoma, they've been having those earthquakes because mm. of fracking. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, and it's very uncommon of places like Oklahoma. Not saying that it, it, it could never happen, but they're playing with the plates, uh, because of fracking man-made earthquakes how fracking disposal wells can cause earthquakes the culprit of earthquakes near fracking sites is not believed to be the act of drilling and fracturing the shale itself but rather the disposal it's because they it's but they're disposing of it and they're filling up uh Hydraulic fracturing or fracking, a drilling process that injects millions of gallons of water, sand, and chemicals under high pressure into a well, cracking the rock to release natural gas and oil, has only been known rarely to cause earthquakes. But the disposal of drilling wastewater used in fracking has now been scientifically linked to earthquakes. The fluids used in fracking and the wastewater that comes back up the well is disposed of by injecting it into disposal wells deep underground. This is generally regarded as the safest most cost-efficient way to get rid of it but in some parts of the country especially in Barnett shale area around Dallas Fort Worth it has also been causing earthquakes and they're growing in both number and strength 
how fracking disposal wells can cause earthquakes. The culprit of earthquakes near fracking sites is not believed to be the act of drilling and fracturing the shale itself, but rather the disposal wells. Disposal wells are the final resting place for the used drilling fluid. These waste wells are located thousands of feet underground, encased in layers of concrete. They usually store the waste from several different wells. There are more than 50,000 disposal wells in Texas, servicing more than 216,000 active drilling wells, according to the Railroad Commission. Each well uses about 4.5 million gallons of chemical-laced water. Oof. The model I use is called the air hockey table model, says Cliff Forage, a research scientist at the Institute for Geophysics at the University of Texas at Austin. You have an air hockey table. Suppose you tilt it. There's no air on the puck. It'll just sit there. Gravity wants to move it, but, but it doesn't because the friction with the table surface. But if you turn the air on for hockey table, the puck slips. Faults are the same, he said. If you pump water in a fault, the fault can slip, causing an earthquake. Scientists in my community know that injection can sometimes cause earthquakes, Froelich says. The science linking man-made earthquakes to oil and gas industry isn't anything new. Decades ago, researchers even found they could turn earthquakes on and off by injecting liquid into the ground, says Dr. William Ellsworth wow. of the Earthquake Science Center of the U.S. Ge Geological Survey. This was seen as validation of the effective stress model, he told Stale Pact, Texas. This work was published in Science Magazine and many other publications. Recent research has found definitive links between these disposal wells and earthquakes, particularly in Texas. The quakes are linked to drilling in Barnett Shale. The productive portion of the Barnett Shale is located directly beneath Johnston Tarrant in western Dallas counties, about half a mile and about a mile and a half underground. The shale contains an estimated 40 trillion cubic feet of natural gas, making it the largest onshore natural gas field in Texas and potentially the United States. The University of Texas at Austin from studied last summer found a definitive link between earthquakes in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and disposal wells in the Barnett Shale. An earlier study, do you think they care? An, no. an, an earlier study by scientists at Southern Methodist University and UT found links between disposal wells near the DFW airport and induced earthquakes for a series of quakes in 2008 and 2009. The study specifically looked at two injection wells in the area that were built in 2008. Seven weeks later, earthquakes started. We were the DFW earthquakes natural or triggered by activities associated with natural gas production, most likely saltwater injection to dispose of brines, the report asked. And the study said, yes, the correlations are consistent with an induced or triggered source. The quakes studied uh, from that two-year period were all in the 3.0 magnitude or below, but in the years since, there have been several more quakes above 3.0 in the area, going as high as 3.5. Wow. There have been more than 50 earthquakes in the area since 2008. And this is how old is this? I don't know. But I'm really stoked that we found it. Yeah. We're right. I've it's said for a long time that it, that's got to make sense that fracking causes earthquakes. Yeah. 
yeah. only makes sense. It's been an issue, like in states like Texas it and Oklahoma. Only makes and they've sense. Been trying, they've been trying to. There have been people protesting uh, against the fracking thing, and then also too, um, people. I, I think it, this happened in Ohio where they were fracking and like their water caught on fire or some shit. Ah. Yeah. Like really crazy. This is what man is doing. That's what we're doing. Yeah. No man-made food, man-made stuff. And the question is, wh- when we make our replicated food, because that'll that'll exist soon. You, you know, you press the button and da da da. There's your milkshake or whatever. What is it made out of? Like, is it know. all made out of corn? Is it all made out of like baby stem cells? Is it all made out of hemp? Is it all made out? What What is it? Is it like? Is it a machine that like, that like builds? builds it out of hemp and then it injects it with edible flavor like what is it's like that movie sewing it green oh it's people people. (laughs) but seriously what are we gonna um, what are we gonna do with our overpopulation problem and when the overpopulation is gonna get so scary because when the global warming when all of our deserts exponentially grow and we make a huge swath of our planet uninhabitable 